What's shaking, everybody? Welcome to another edition of MLB Morning Coffee from the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco, California. This is Greg Mraz, your host. Thank you for tuning in on a Thursday morning. Lots of baseball action to get caught up on, so let's get right into it. I will say this. The most interesting game of the day was the Dodgers and the Astros. And by the way, before we get into that, Make sure you write a review, leave a rating, and subscribe. It helps out our metrics tremendously. And I want to thank each and every one of you that has become a listener. Our listens have more than doubled per episode over the course of the last week and a half. So I appreciate everybody that has become a new listener to MLB Morning Coffee. So the game I want to start off with tonight is the Dodgers and the Astros. And the reason why is because of this. Joe Kelly last night threw at Alex Bregman and then struck out Carlos Correa, called him a little B-I-T, well, you know the rest of the words. The bench is cleared. Nobody fought. Dusty Baker told him to get back on the mound, U-M-F-er, and Kelly was suspended for eight games. Now, they said that because he had a previous history of throwing at people, but in a 60-game season, Ken Rosenthal did the math, the equivalent of an eight-game suspension in this season to the amount of time in a 162-game season would be 22 games, which seems like an awful lot of time for a relief pitcher throwing at a guy. I don't think I've ever seen a penalty that severe, so I don't think Major League Baseball holds it in that regard. But this game went 13 innings. So my first question is, before I give you the recap, Does anybody know how to bunt? I was in the minors for two years under this format, and you could end the game before the 11th inning almost every time. But Major League Baseball, they just don't seem to want to know how to bunt. But in any event, let's take you to Houston for the Dodgers and the Astros. Sneaks 2-2. Rios turns on it. High drive to right field. It is gone! Edwin Rios with a two-run home run here in the 13th to put him in front 4-2. The two-run homer from Edwin Rios breaks the 2-2 tie in the top of the 13th inning as the Dodgers beat the Astros 4-2. L.A. is 4-2. Houston is 3-3. Both teams scored single runs in the 11th inning. Dodgers in the top of the 11th, Astros in the bottom of the 11th. Neither team had scored a run until then since the second when both teams scored in the top and the bottom of the second inning. Astros had eight hits. Dodgers had just five. Winning pitcher out of the bullpen, Dennis Santana, going two and a third of scoreless relief, two walks and four strikeouts. He did not allow a hit. Cy Sneed takes the loss. He goes two and a third innings, allows one earned run, three total runs on two hits, walks two, and strikes out one. Christian Javier got the start for Houston in his big league debut. He gave up one run on two hits in five and two-thirds innings, walked one, struck out eight. Dustin May got the start for the Dodgers. He goes three and a third, one run on three hits, two walks, and three strikeouts. Offensively for L.A., nobody had multiple hits in the ball game, and the only player with multiple RBI is Edwin Rios, who goes one for two with that two-run homer, although Kike Hernandez, despite going 0 for 3, did have two runs scored. Multi-hit games for Michael Brantley, who went two for four, Yuli Gurriel, who went two for five, and Carlos Correa, who went two for five for Houston. We now move on to Cleveland, where the White Sox and the Indians had themselves a dramatic top of the ninth inning. 
two and one. Yasmani a drive to right field on a line. Santana makes the catch off the double clutch. Kim scores, and the Sox have the first run of the ball game with one out in the ninth. Eloy, long fly ball, center field. Mercado back, and he makes the catch. Sox will get another run. Moncada scores, and it's 2-0 Sox. Goins into second, Abreu into third. 2-0. Robert up the middle, into center field. That's a base hit. Abreu scores. Goins on his way home. It is 4-0 Sox. Luis Robert straight up the middle. White Sox snap a three-game losing streak as they beat the Indians 4-0 at Progressive Field. Neither team scored a run until the top of the ninth inning when, as you just heard, Yasmani Grandal hit a sack fly, followed by an Eloy Jimenez sack fly, followed then by a Luis Robert two-RBI single. The winner out of the bullpen, Aaron Bummer. He goes a perfect eighth inning for the White Sox. Doesn't walk anybody, strikes out two. The loser, the closer, Brad Hand, who takes the loss, not a blown save because there was no lead. He allows four runs, three earned on one hit, one walk in a third of an inning, doesn't strike out anybody. Spoils a great performance by Zach Plesak, the nephew of former big league relief pitcher Dan Plesak. Zach Plesak goes eight shutout, three hits, no walks, 11 strikeouts. Of the six Indians starts this season, they have three with at least 10 strikeouts. The other two being Carlos Carrasco and Shane Bieber, who had 10 and 14 respectively. Five hits for Chicago, six hits for Cleveland. The only person in the ball game for the Indians that had multiple hits was Jose Ramirez, who went three for four. For the White Sox, Tim Anderson went two for four. Nobody else had multiple hits for Chicago. Lucas Giolito got the start for the White Sox. He bounced back after a rough opening start against the Twins. He goes six shutout, allows four hits, walks two, and strikes out six. Well, extra innings has proved to be dramatic thus far under the new format, and it was so in Toronto, well, in Washington against Toronto with the Blue Jays as the home team. Let's say the Nationals took advantage in a big way in the top of the 10th inning. To Nationals Park for the Blue Jays and the Nationals with the Nationals as the road team. Up the middle, off the pitcher. A play at second. Safe is the call. Hunter Wendelstead calling Stevenson safe. And the Nets are on top. That infield single from Adam Eaton made it 1-0 in the 10th inning. Nationals would extend the lead to 4-1 thanks to a bases-loaded triple from Asdrubal Cabrera. Washington beats Toronto 4-0. Winning pitcher Daniel Hudson out of the bullpen for the Nats. He is 1-0. Shun Yamaguchi takes the loss for Toronto. He is 0-1 to start the season. Nationals got a great start from Max Scherzer, who goes seven and a third innings, doesn't allow a run, three hits, three walks, and ten strikeouts. Top pitching prospect Nate Pearson made his Major League debut for the Blue Jays. He goes five innings, doesn't allow a run on two hits, walks two, and strikes out five. For Washington, nobody had multiple hits. The Nationals had just five hits in the ballgame. For the Blue Jays, nobody had multiple hits. They had just three hits. So you had eight hits combined, 
over 10 innings with all four runs being scored in the top of the 10th. We now go to Pittsburgh where Brandon Woodruff was on his game for the Brewers tonight at PNC Park. Brewers and the Pirates is next up. For the Nationals tonight, I'm just watching some of his performance tonight. There's a slider and a swing and a miss and 16 in a row for Woodruff. That's a career best for him. That was one of 10 strikeouts for Brandon Woodruff in six and a third innings. He allowed just one hit, the only hit in the ball game for Pittsburgh, as Milwaukee shuts out Pittsburgh 3-0. Brewers are now 3-3, three and three. Pirates are 2-4. and four. Brewers got all three of their runs on homers. In the top of the third inning, Ben Gamble hit a two-run homer, and in the top of the sixth inning, Keston Hiura hit a solo shot. Joe Musgrove got the start for Pittsburgh. He allowed three runs on four hits in five and two-thirds innings, walked three, struck out eight. Josh Hader picked up the save for the Brewers, his first of the year. But again, the Stars, Woodruff, six and a third, one hit, one walk, and ten strikeouts in a shutout performance for the Brew Crew. For their offense, Keston Hiura was the only player with multiple hits in the ballgame. Brewers drew five walks, including two from Eric Sogard and two from Avasael Garcia. We stay in the NL Central for the Cubs and the Reds. A lot of expectations on Cincinnati coming into this year, and behind their ace, Sonny Gray, they finally got the job done at home against the Cubs. And a 1-1. High fly ball into deep left center field. Castellanos, a grand slam against his former team. And the Reds have kicked in the door. A six-run fifth inning. That Castellanos homer was one of four in the game for the Reds as they pound the Cubs 12-7. Cincinnati got off to a 9-0 lead. The Cubs scored five in the seventh and two in the ninth. It was a scoreless ball game until the bottom of the fourth when the Reds scored two and then had seven in the bottom of the fifth inning to break the game open. Homers for the Reds came from Mike Moustakis, a two-run shot in the bottom of the fourth inning. Castellanos, a grand slam in the bottom of the fifth inning, followed by a Nick Senzel solo shot, also in the bottom of the fifth. Winning pitcher, Sonny Gray. He goes six and two-thirds innings of one-hit baseball. He allows two unearned runs, walks just one, and strikes out 11. Losing pitcher Kyle Hendricks, he goes four and a third, six runs on seven hits, two walks, and three strikeouts for the Cubs ace, who went a complete game shutout in his debut against the Brewers on Friday. For Cincinnati, good days all around their lineup. Nick Senzel goes two for four with two RBI. Castellanos two for three with two runs scored and four RBI. Mike Moustakis one for two with a two-run homer, two runs scored, two RBI and two walks, and Eugenio Suarez goes one for four with two runs scored and two RBI. For the Cubs, they got a homer from David Bodie, his second of the year, but a relatively quiet day for the Cubs lineup. Chris Bryant had two RBI. He went one for five. He breaks out of what has been so far a season-long slump. Can't forget Nico Horner, who's off to a nice start. He goes two for four with two runs scored and two RBI. 
Reds are 2-4, and four, Cubs are 4-2. and two. Well, Tampa Bay was looking to get off to a 5-1 and one start as they went up to Truist Park in Atlanta to square up against the Braves, but Atlanta had other ideas. Swing and a high fly ball to right. Renfro going back. He's at the wall. It's gone. A home run for Freddie Freeman. That homer part of a 4-for-5 performance today for Freddie Freeman as the Braves edge the Rays 7-4 at Truist Park in Atlanta. For Freeman, he also had the go-ahead RBI single for Atlanta in the bottom of the sixth inning that gave them a 5-4 lead. Braves would add on two more in the bottom of the seventh inning. Winning pitcher Darren O'Day, who goes two-thirds of an inning, allows one run on two hits, one walk, and one strikeout. Oliver Drake takes the loss for Tampa. He allows one run on two hits in two-thirds of an inning, one walk and one strikeout. Mark Melanson picks up the save for Atlanta. Mike Soroka got the start. He goes five and a third innings. He allows two earned runs, three total on four hits, walks three, and strikes out five. Offensively, Freeman, as we said, four hits on the ball game. Dansby Swanson also went two for four with an RBI and a run scored. Also an RBI for Travis Darno and an RBI for Ozzie Albies. For Tampa Bay, Joey Wendell goes two for three with a run scored. Hunter Renfro goes one for four with two RBI. Tampa Bay only had six hits in the ballgame. Atlanta had 12. Rays are four and two. Braves are three and three. We'll take you now to Oakland for day baseball at the Coliseum. The Colorado Rockies are showing that they mean business early on in the 2020 season after a disappointing 2019. He was the best ever that I had. This is lined the other way. It's going to get down into that uh, narrow corner, and Story's going to head home. Trevor with the great wheels will score. On a solid day for Charlie Blackman, who had that double as the Rockies beat the A's 5-1. Blackman goes 2-5 for five with that RBI. Herman Marquez gets the win. He is 1-1 one one on the season. Six innings of one-run baseball, four hits, one walk, and eight strikeouts. Frankie Montas takes the loss for Oakland. He allows two runs on five hits in five innings. Walks two, strikes out three. Rockies had nine hits. A's had five. A's took a 1-0 lead in the bottom of the first inning thanks to a Matt Chapman solo homer, but Colorado would tie it up in the top of the second on a Tony Walters RBI single. In the top of the fourth inning, Garrett Hampson hit a sacrifice fly that scored Ryan McMahon. A's appeared to have tied the game in the bottom of the fourth inning, but a call that was challenged at the plate did not get overturned. It looked as if Matt Olson had gotten his foot in under the tag of Tony Walters, but they ruled that it was for not. Then Charlie Blackman with that double, and then another upheld call on a throwing error that made it 5-1 to one in favor of Colorado. Rockies are 4-1 and one to start the year. A's are 3-3. Three and three. Only multi-hit ball game for the A's came courtesy of Robbie Grossman. Ryan McMahon for Colorado went 2-4. for four. As we said, Charlie Blackman went 2-5 for five as well. Well, the Yankees were not supposed to be playing the Orioles yesterday, but because of everything going on with the Marlins and the Phillies, they did, and it was Garrett Cole's time to shine once again in his second New York start. Great season last year. Yankees are 2-1 on the season, as are the Orioles. 
And LeMayu hits a deep fly ball right field. Let's see if it's fair. And it is a home run. I think it hit the pole. It did. A home run for LeMayu. What a start to the game as he connects with the foul pole, and the Yankees have a run. That leadoff home run from D.J. LeMayhew gave the Yankees a lead they would not relinquish. They would hit two other homers in the game, courtesy of Aaron Judge, his first, and Aaron Hicks, his first, as the Yankees beat the Orioles 9-3 at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Yankees scored two in the top of the first. Orioles got one in the bottom of the first. Yankees would score three in the top of the third and two in the top of the sixth. Only other runs the Orioles would score would be two in the bottom of the seventh inning. Winning pitcher, the aforementioned Garrett Cole, who goes to 2-0 on the season. He allows three earned runs on four hits over six and two-thirds innings, walks two and strikes out seven. The loser, Asher Wojciechowski, he goes five innings of five-run baseball, four earned on four hits, two walks and seven strikeouts. LeMayhew had a huge day. He goes four for five with two RBI and two runs scored. Aaron Judge goes two for three with two RBI and three runs scored. Aaron Hicks is two-run homer. He goes one for three with a run scored. For Baltimore, Dwight Smith hit a home run. His first of the year, he goes one for four with two RBI and a run scored. Yankees are three and one. Orioles are two and two. We'll head back up to New York, where the Boston Red Sox finally got off the schneid against the New York Mets. All loaded up again with two down. And a shot base hit into right field. One run in. Here comes the second run. Two run score. Martinez touching home plate. Vasquez comes through again, and the Red Sox lead it 6-3. Those insurance runs from Christian Vasquez would prove to be critical as the Red Sox beat the Mets 6-5. Red Sox and Mets were engaged in a very back-and-forth affair. Mets got a run in the bottom of the first inning on an RBI ground out from Dominic Smith. Then in the top of the fourth inning, Mitch Moreland ties the game with an RBI double. And a wild pitch by Jacob deGrom allows Moreland to come home and score. Mets would take the lead with a run in the fifth and a run in the sixth, tying the game in the fifth on a Brandon Nimmo solo shot. And then Andres Gimenez gave the Mets the lead thanks to a triple that scored Robinson Cano. In the top of the seventh, Christian Vasquez tied the game with a solo shot, his second of the year. And then Mitch Moreland in the top of the eighth gave the Red Sox a lead with an RBI single. Red Sox improved to 2-4. and four. Mets are 3-3. Three and three. The winning pitcher, Heath Hembry, he pitches a third of an inning for the Red Sox out of their bullpen. Nate Ivaldi got the start. He allows two runs on eight hits in five innings, one walk and four strikeouts. The loser for New York, Justin Wilson, he goes two-thirds of an inning, allows three runs on three hits, walks three, and strikes out one. Jacob deGrom, a no decision, two earned runs on three hits in six innings, one walk, and four strikeouts. For the Red Sox, two hits apiece for Christian Vasquez and Mitch Moreland. They had five of the six runs batted in for Boston. For New York, Pete Alonso, despite no RBI, has a four-for-four day. Robinson Cano, Andres Gimenez, and Yoannis Cespedes each have a two-hit performance with Cespedes hitting his second homer of the year. 
it may still be early in the season, but one of the most complete teams is the Minnesota Twins. And against the St. Louis Cardinals last night, they proved that not only can they hit, but they can pitch pretty darn well, too. Strike two really put me in the hole. And there's the pitch that's made a difference. So much more effective. Like that. Ten pitches in. Wow. Wow. The Twins broadcast crew ooing and aahing at the pitches of Taylor Rogers, who picked up the save tonight out of the Minnesota bullpen. Twins blank the Cardinals 3-0. Minnesota now 4-1 on the young season. Cardinals are 2-3. Twins got the scoring started in the bottom of the first inning on a Nelson Cruz RBI double. Then Eddie Rosario hit his solo shot in the bottom of the fourth to make it 2-0, and Alex Avila singled to left field to make it 3-0. Twins had just five hits, but the Cardinals had just three. Rich Hill got the win in his Twins debut. He goes five shutout innings, allows just two hits, walks one, and strikes out two. Twins bullpen allowed just one hit over four innings, and the Twins bullpen also had seven strikeouts. Daniel Ponce de Leon took the loss. He allowed three runs on two hits in three and two-thirds innings. He walked three and struck out eight. The Minnesota Twins, man, I tell you, if they are clicking on the right night, you do not want to face them. We'll now head to Detroit, where the Tigers and the Royals were involved in yet another close ball game. Another 3-2. This one sprayed the other way. That one's deep. That ball's gone! Jacoby Jones pushes the Tigers in front. It's now 5-4 as he wears a crown again on a Wednesday night to lead the Tigers hitting attack. Have a night, Jacoby. Jacoby Jones with the go-ahead homer in the bottom of the seventh inning to make it 5-4 Tigers. That would be the final. Detroit had just four hits in the ball game. Two of them, though, were home runs as Jonathan Scope tied the game in the bottom of the fifth inning on a two-run shot that scored the aforementioned Jacoby Jones. The winning pitcher, Brian Garcia. Garcia out of the bullpen goes one scoreless seventh inning. The loser, Ian Kennedy, the veteran, gave up that homer that you just heard to Jones. Danny Duffy got the start for Kansas City. He allows four earned runs on three hits in five innings. One walk, he strikes out eight. Matthew Boyd gets the start for Detroit. He allows four runs on nine hits in five innings. No walks and strikes out six. Kansas City had a 4-0 lead in this ballgame going into the bottom of the third, but the Tigers scored one in the third, three in the fifth to tie it, and then the homer from Jones in the seventh for the go-ahead run. Whit Merrifield in defeat for Kansas City went two for four with two runs scored. Michael Franco off to a good start with Kansas City. He goes three for four with two RBI. Franco already has seven RBI on the season. Ryan McBroom goes one for three with an RBI as well. For Detroit, Jonathan Scope goes one for three with three RBI. He has six on the young season. Jacoby Jones, three for four with an RBI and two runs scored, including his homer. That was Jones's third homer of the season. Detroit, a surprising four and two. Kansas City is two and four. 
Well, we've seen some late-game comebacks, and our first one will start in Texas as the Rangers came roaring back on the Arizona Diamondbacks, spoiling a fantastic start from Madison Bumgarner. This one up the middle, base hit. Frazier is in. Here comes IKF. A two-run single by Andrews. And the Rangers come storming back to take a 6-4 lead in the eighth. Rangers were down 4-2 going into the bottom of the eighth inning. They score five runs with the game getting tied on a Joey Gallo two-run homer. Then Elvis Andrews taking the lead with a two-RBI single that you just heard. And then Nick Solik with an RBI single that scored Jose Trevino as Texas beats Arizona 7-4. Rangers improve to 2-3. Diamondbacks fall to 2-4. The winning pitcher, Jonathan Hernandez, as he allows two runs in the eighth inning. But they do say that a win is a win is a win. The loser is Andrew Chafin, who allows three runs on two hits, walks one, does not record an out. Lance Lynn was fantastic for Texas, as he does not allow a run in six innings of work. He allows one hit, walks two, strikes out eight. The Diamondbacks got their four runs with two in the seventh and two in the eighth as Texas actually had a 2-0 lead going into the top of the seventh inning. Madison Bumgarner allowed two runs on four hits, five and a third innings, one walk, and five strikeouts. I said in the lead-in, spoiling a perfectly good start by Madison Bumgarner, I left out that Lance Lynn's start was just a little bit better. Todd Frazier went three for four for Texas. He had himself a solo homer, also scored two runs in the ball game. Elvis Andrews, two for four with two RBI. Joey Gallo, one for five with two RBI. For Arizona, Christian Walker, two for four with a run scored. Single hits for John Jay and Eduardo Escobar. Each of them had RBI. Who doesn't love a splash hit? Who doesn't love a walk-off? And who doesn't love Dwayne Kuyper going ballistic? Well, if you don't love all three of those things, then don't listen to the next highlight. The Giants and the Padres from AT&T Park. Yes, I know. It's called Oracle Park. Old habits die hard. Mike Yastrzemski pulling out shades of his grandfather. High drive to right. Headed to the wall. I think he hits lefties pretty good. One of two homers on the night for Mike Yastrzemski is the Giants walk off the Padres 7-6 to improve to 3-3. San Diego falls to 4-2. Padres had a 6-3 lead going into the bottom of the eighth inning. That's when Donovan Solano hit a three-run homer to tie the game, and then Yastrzemski hit a solo shot against Matt Strom to win the game. Strom, the losing pitcher, as he allows that solo homer in a third of an inning. The winner, Tyler Rogers, who is the twin brother of Twins reliever Taylor Rogers. Tyler Rogers, a submariner, goes one scoreless inning, walks one, doesn't strike out anybody, doesn't allow a hit. Chris Paddock got the start for San Diego. He allowed two runs on six hits in five innings, no walks, struck out six. Johnny Cueto got the start for the Giants. He allows four runs on four hits in three and two-thirds innings, 
walks three, strikes out four. Homers in the game for San Diego's Manny Machado, his second, and Trent Grisham, his second. Machado went two for four with two RBI. Grisham went two for four with three RBI and two runs scored. For the Giants, Brandon Crawford, a nice day, as he goes three for four with a run scored. Donovan Solano goes two for four with a three-run homer and a run scored. He had four RBI, but the star of the show, Mike Yastrzemski, three for five, two solo homers, and the walk-off shot to boot. By the way, both homers splash hits. So two kayakers got themselves two lucky home run balls, and yes, kayakers are still allowed to attend games at Oracle. Don't call me AT&T Park. Final game of the night, Angels against the Mariners. Left fielder, right fielder, straight up, 1-1. One, one. Well struck, deep right center field. Trout watching it, leave the ballpark! A three-run homer for Dylan Moore, and the Mariners have a 6-4 lead. Dylan Moore's three-run homer, part of a five-run sixth inning, as the Mariners scored nine runs in the span from the sixth to the eighth inning to beat the Angels 10-7. This was a back-and-forth game, to say the least. Angels held a 4-1 lead going into the top of the sixth inning. Mariners scored five runs. Kyle Seeger got the scoring started in that inning with an RBI single. Then Tim Lopes had an RBI double, and then that homer from Dylan Moore. Justin Upton pulled the Angels to within one by hitting his 300th career homer, a solo shot to make it 6-5. Then Brian Goodwin had a two-RBI double to make it 7-6 Angels. Kyle Lewis then had an RBI ground out, and Kyle Seeger had a go-ahead sack fly. J.P. Crawford then in the top of the eighth inning. Both of those previous runs, by the way, coming in the top of the seventh. J.P. Crawford with a two-RBI single to make it 10-7. The winner, Brian Shaw, the former Cleveland and Colorado reliever, gets his first win of the year. The loser, former Brewer Jacob Barnes, he falls to 0-1. The save to Dan Altavilla, his first of the year. For the Mariners, once again, Kyle Lewis just continues to tear the cover off the baseball. 3-for-5 with an RBI and a run scored. Kyle Seeger, 3-for-4 with 3 RBI and a run scored. J.P. Crawford, 2-for-3 with 2 RBI, 2 walks, and 2 runs scored. Dylan Moore, 2-for-5 in the game with that 3-run homer and 1-run scored. For the Angels, Mike Trout, 3-for-5 with a run scored. Shohei Otani, 1-for-5. He hit his first homer of the year off of Justin Dunn in the 4th inning. A 3-run shot. Justin Upton, 1-for-3 with that solo shot. Brian Goodwin, 2-for-4 with 3 RBI. Starting pitcher in the game was Andrew Haney for L.A. He allows two runs on five hits in five innings, one walk, and six strikeouts. Justin Dunn, the starter for Seattle, he allows one hit, but he allows three runs, two earned, three walks, and two strikeouts over the course of three innings. Mariners are 2-4, and four, Angels are 2-4, and four, and that is the scoreboard for Wednesday, July 29th, 2020. Now let's look at today's ball games. The action kicks off tomorrow in Washington as Eric Fetty takes on Hinjin Ryu. The start time for that ball game is at 4.05 Eastern Time. Cubs and Reds are in Cincinnati at 6.10 Eastern Time. U Darvish against Luis Castillo. Yankees at the Orioles. 
J.A. Happ against John Means. That's at 7.05 Eastern Time. Red Sox are at the Mets. It'll be Martin Perez for Boston against Steven Matz for New York. 7.07 Eastern Time start. 7.07 Eastern in Minnesota. 6.07 Central Time. Shane Bieber for the Indians against Jose Barrios for Minnesota. Rays are at the Braves. 7.10 Eastern Time. Ryan Yarborough for Tampa against Max Fried for Atlanta. Royals are at the Tigers once again. Brady Singer making his second career start for Kansas City against Ivan Nova for Detroit. Ross Stripling and the Dodgers are at the Diamondbacks at 6.40 Pacific time. Robbie Ray will get the start for Arizona. Mariners at the Angels. Marco Gonzalez for Seattle against Dylan Bundy for Los Angeles. That is a 6.40 Pacific start. Padres at the Giants. Denilson LeMay for San Diego. Kevin Gaussman for the Giants. That gets started at 6.45 Central Time. And those are your ball games for today. Thanks again for listening to MLB Morning Coffee, a production of the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco, California. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. And as always, we will catch you in the AM.